Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with D-Palm. And we're here to talk about episode five of season nine of the final season of The Flash, The Mask of the Red Death, part two. The Red Death unleashes her plan for total justice with the aid of an as-yet-unseen ally. Uh, what did you think? Before we get to the episode, I want to say something um, that's been on my heart for a while. It's nine, we're season nine? Mm-hmm. Um, when this whole adventure started, I may not have been as loud as I could have been about this thing I'm about to talk about, but I want to just go around and say, I think I was wrong. I, uh, I didn't love the updates to the suit when the thing started. I had a big problem with it because I think that the original Silver Age Flash suit is still the perfect superhero costume, the straight line. Like it's, it's just perfect. And I mm. thought some of the additions and things they made, changes they'd made for television didn't really work for me. Well, over the years, they've done things that would obviously placate me. They lightened the red, they added the white oval, they added the, the uh, lightning bolts in the arms, and they gave us the gold fucking boots. Finally. I really like this suit, man. Yo. Like, uh, I really, really like this suit. I, it's the, thing, the thing that gives me about it is, I think this is another problem that the, the, the movie I have is just like, not only do we all love Grant Gustin, but we've grown up on the suit. It's, it's a funny thing you mentioned about the color, them lightening the red, right? Because when they, right. first, they they even did, if you think about it, they even did it with Arrow. Because when they first started with Arrow, mm-hmm. it was that really dark, because everything was so dark, dark and gritty and things like that. And as it's, <laughs> it, it just was, right? And as it seemed to go on, you, even the, the Green Arrow suit got lighter and lighter and more like a comic book suit. Right. And you're right. I think this might be one of their best TV suits, right? It, it is just, yeah, no, man, I like it. It's, it's, it's got a touch of the modern we're going to be doing. We're not just talking about it. Literally, folks, we're bringing about the character corner. We were doing the Josh Williamson run. Yeah, it's got touches of that in there. It's still got the the gold boots. Like it is, it's a great suit. It just is. It's, it doesn't feel plasticky like the like. I, and I will say this about the movie suit. Thank God, it's no longer the the metal of uh, spaceship Dog. metal suit. Dog. I'll le- listen, I'm going to give them that at least it's better than that shit. Um, but it still doesn't feel like this. This feels like, you know, the suit that you would think of when you think of a speedster. Well, I can just, you know what it is? It's, it feels like somebody went and designed. Okay, cool. Uh, he's, he's running really fast. Maybe we should look at like what track stars wear and make something that's like that, but also like a superhero. And you're like, huh? You guys thought it through, huh? And yeah, no, man, I really do. I'm with you. I like the suit, the the, the small touches. Uh, I remember when they when they started, and, and it is funny, like you said, the evolution that it took us to get here. Like we remember when they, I think it was still the dark suit, but they at least made the the white under the they put the white under the emblem. The white was like a big a big change for one scene. They right. they did a thing that I didn't know I needed and made the suit a character. And God bless mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you know, and and they even even to the point of them taking forever to get the ring in the suit. Right, like even that we we complained about the gold boots. It's funny because both of those pieces became things that became characters in the show, and so. Yeah, man, gotta gotta you know as we we ran uh, wind up this season, I think it makes sense to also take a look back at some things like that and look in and go, wow, yeah. I mean, they evolved the suit. I think part of it is evolving with the show, but also hearing some of the things folks were saying online too, right? And trying to incorporate in that in there. So, yeah, no, I I really I'm with you. I really enjoy the suit. 
And they didn't get too. It also came to like how much I, I don't love the the rebirth suit. I think that's what it was. The what one? Like I was reading and I was like the rebirth the the, the comic. We're gonna do the comic round. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. love suit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I it just. And I, I love the story. We'll talk about when we do the podcast. Love the stories. Love Josh Williamson. I just every time that suits on the on the page, I'm like, God damn. Right. This it's is just, a little extra. It's just I I think it's one of those things too that I wish more people would take the the note from there there are certain things and we'll get more to it on the character corner but there's certain things that you know we always say they take so many things for batman and so batman centered i feel like sometimes dc takes the wrong things from batman and think they should take they don't like the batman suit it changes every now and then but for the most part it's they they change shades of the color but for the most part it's the same suit Mm -hmm. he'll have specialty suits and things like that but for the most part that suit don't change like play the hits folks correct play the hits (laughs) <laughs> play the hits don't get cute don't try to change it up play the hits and um yeah so but anyway uh the episode what do you think uh, let's talk about the episode i love the episode you bring back supergirl garage you're gonna have my attention from the very beginning i don't i think that them using the flash as a kind of a capture on a whole Arrowverse is a good idea mm-hmm. um i did think that this episode felt a little muddled structurally yeah because we've got the implied cliffhanger from children last time you have them all admitting that they're walking to a trap and i'm glad it all worked out but it just felt like you've got the the chester legger thing we've got joe t- joe and his kid taking off because this is ridiculous and the next steps into dark to seal um we've got pregnant iris We've got the return of the real Batwoman. Like, a lot happened in this 42, 43 minutes, and I feel like they could have used that first half of this two-part a little bit more judiciously. Is that crazy? No, I agree with you, because that, that, is, that is my okay. issue with this episode. I think um, this is the first... We've seen hints of it before, but this is the first time I really felt that the shortened season has hamstrung them a little bit. Because I feel like... You're right. And, not, and, and, and to your point, I think that they probably could have restructured the and, and fed some hints of some of the, the things they were going to do in this episode in part one. Cause I think our, our, you know, our, our criticism of part one was it didn't feel like a, a, a part one. It didn't feel like a cliffhanger. It didn't feel like it really had uh, the, the parts we typically get from those. I think there could have been some different things that spread some of the things in part two into part one, right? Because you know, there's really no hint of Grodd and the the whole she boosted her mental. I'm like, so when did she do that? Did she do it before? Did she do it in between? Like, mm-hmm. when did that piece come in? There's even uh, the real uh, Leslie Grant showing up, and I'm like, wait, so where was she locked up somewhere? Was she just no one asked any did the, fucking did the, did the did the did the did the Batmobile get a flat tire? Like, what the fuck happened? She disappeared. I, just say <laughs> I've been hiding, developing this ant. Die speed battering for just a second. Right, right, exactly. It's just like, like she, she just shows I, like up. Her having tech to stop Red Death was cool, but like, just give me half a line, bro. Like, give me, well, yo, right. why isn't all she, you fucking up my city for the last, feels like five weeks. Right, exactly, right. It's like, where did she go? Nope, her team had never heard of her. And then she just shows up, hits them with the anti speed battering, right? And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, Listen, now when Oliver Queen does that shit, you knew because we kind of established that Oliver Queen does that shit. Like, but because like there's a, it reminded me of when uh, they go to take down um, 
uh, 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 Reverse Flash the first time and Thawne the first time, which that's still, if you haven't, go back and watch that, that, that thing is when Ronnie no, shows don't up. don't do it. Don't, don't, no, stop. Beast, you're being mean. We're having a nice fun day. Why? Why is that being mean? Because the Ollie thing's ridiculous. Huh? The Ollie thing is ridiculous. You're right. Oh, Ollie, oh, Ollie showing up all of a sudden from, uh, from being like, uh, <laughs> being the new Rich Ghoul showing up and all of a sudden, they sh- but, but I'm, what I'm saying is them showing up, I was at least like, okay, I can kind of get this right. We kind of have established that Ollie does just kind of pop in. And again, Ollie showing up with, like, was the Batman of that universe. So him showing up with, you know, nanotech and, and even then explaining it, right? Here, Batgirl shows up. She's been missing for like weeks. Doesn't explain where she came from. Has a battery. And I'm like, I mean, just say, yeah, I developed this with Fox back in the something, right? We got nothing on that. And I was just like, uh, and, and, and again, I'm willing to kind of just go, we had to cut some things out. And I think that's what it is. But I go back to what you were saying. I think if they spread some of this out in the first one, like for instance, I, I understand what they did with Mark, but to me, and I actually thought they were going to do this. I thought what, what Cecile was seeing was not Mark, but was see, I mean, I kind of, when I started seeing the visions, I was like, okay, it's Mark. But I was like, maybe it's Leslie. That's who the other thing she's picking up. And then they'll go and free her and go forth from there. Or when they go to got Mark, they would have realized that, oh yeah, the real Leslie's like something like that, I think probably would have been in the real plan, but because they had to cut some things out. And I also have to remind myself that, I I'm wondering how much of this last season with it being shortened also had to be adjusted to try to close out on some of the other stories and other shows, right? Because they might not have known when they were writing this up front that Batgirl, you know, Batwoman was going to get canceled. Right? So now they have to also right. try to cover that. Like and so that's also where my expectations for this season I'm I'm kind of grading here on a curve, and I know a lot of people have different opinions on this stuff. But I'm like, I think this has to do a lot more than they were originally planning. And so they're shortened season. They have to basically close out a universe for the most part, right? Uh, I know there's some other shows out there, but like for the most part, they got to close out a universe. Um, so we're gonna have to skip over some things. And again, if you're gonna yada yada bat character showing up with a anti speed battering, well. It's, you know, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's Batman slash Batwoman. Right. Okay. Right. I gotta, I gotta, I kind of gotta go that route and they're going to lean on that. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. All right. I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. You know, um, even down with bringing Zod in, I mean, uh, Zod, uh, bringing Grodd in, right. That I had to remind myself about the whole thing that happened there. Right. I'm glad they reminded me because your boy was lost. <laughs> I was like, what, what is Grodd? Why, why is Grodd upset? Why is Grodd doing Why Grodd in the forest? What the hell is this? Right, right, right. I right. was having a moment. Right, no, I did too. And then when they also mentioned about the, the crisis and the universe, I was like, okay, you know what? Starting to make sense. I can see this. And, and again, we'll talk about this when we do the character corner. It makes sense. Barry always has so much going on that it's easy to have things slip through the cracks. It's easy to be like, hey, the giant murderous telepathic gorilla that has part of the speed force in him, maybe I should give him a call. Check to see how his thing's going on. Maybe check in. You know, I, I can understand how there's been a lot going on and maybe Team Fast kind of forgot that. 
But I think also me and you are just like, maybe that's one of the things you don't, you, you just kind of, you kind of, you have a, you have a calendar reminder to say, check in on Garad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just. I'll say this from a, like a, from a, from a further back point of the show. I like the fact that we're getting throwbacks to stuff that we've had in the past. I like the fact that yeah, Garad right. had to come back. You're right. There's a lot of lampshading has to go on. There's a lot. A lot of stuff where they're trying to serve a lot of masters and accomplish a lot of goals with these episodes, but the ability to bring back a CGI gorilla that's psionic is <laughs> bravo, bravo. Right, and 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 to be honest, I think that's what we need. We need to be able to pull back in from previous seasons and close the loop because Crisis was such a big thing. And hit or miss, I was seeing about uh, uh, the whole thing was that uh, Berlanti put up like ten thousand of his own money to kind of help close that out and things like that. It's like. Crisis was very ambitious, and you did this thing of, of joining these universes, and it kind of sucks because, like, literally, like a year or two later, you know, it 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 you didn't really get the full pan out you wanted. And now, part of that wasn't, you know, the CW's fault and what they were doing, Berlanti's fault. Part of it was COVID, and then you had the cancellations. You had mm-hmm. the like. There's a lot of other outside factors that that didn't allow it to really get to what it could have been. And that sucks, right? It sucks because I was like, we know what that could have turned into. And again, what's always happened with these shows, and we've seen this, is outside forces in the larger WB machine just didn't... I, I look at it this way. It, it, it's like if um, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. never got out from under Ike Perlmutter. Right? Mm. They're doing the best they can, but you got the you got the shit at the top. You can't just. Not, there's only but so much you can do. You get literally got a force working against you and not allowing you to do certain things. There's only but so much you can do. And I still look at this universe at what they've made out of that. They made something out of nothing, right? Exactly. With 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 a lot of things going against them. And so seeing them trying to close this stuff out and tie it back to the, to the Christ because we also know like there's still a lot of unknown questions, right? And Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate what they did there and, 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 um, and kind of doing that. Like you said, it's, it feels a little muddled. Uh, but I think that that was always kind of be the case. Right. So hundred percent. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm just kind of confident in the episode. I'll say this though. Um, I liked the resolution we got here. I like the, I like the ending of the episode. I like kind of the setting the stages for the, I guess, are we at the back half now? How many episodes of the season? Uh, season's thir- only 13. Oh, so we're... Oh, okay. Well, then I like that they're clearing the decks for kind of what's coming next. Pregnant Iris, the Chris... Uh, shine your, your Chris signals in the sky, kids. Watch out for uh, Iris's neck at all points um, <laughs> because things can be getting very serious very fast. Uh, we know some of the things that are coming as far as she's been confirmed in episodes, but the question is never where are we going? It's how we're going to get there. And so that's what I'm really excited about what's coming forward, coming next. And yeah, I like, um, I also, it was, it's been like six seasons coming, but it was sad to watch Jolie. Right. Well, um, I'm not going to lie. I called him on motherfuckers, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never, you know, when you're playing a black man in cards, I don't care what the cards is. You can always be called. Him look, man, look, yeah, that may not have been scripted. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that can just my man get into the brawl. Right, you get, you get, in, you know, you start, you start getting into the the the, the groove of things. And next thing you know, you you calling everybody motherfuckers, but it's just what it is, right? Hit the Bernie match. They shouldn't um, have got it on his table. They right. shouldn't have got it on his table. What right. do you do? Should have known what this is. Um, 
No, I'm with you. I, I'm not gonna lie. Up up to the up to the point where he finally came out and told Cecil what the plan was, I was like, this motherfucker dying. I still was like that. I was like, he gonna say he's Yo, still I was very much like that. I was still I was still very like nervous and things like that. And no, I, I think it makes sense, right? And and it gives away and also this idea of that conversation that Joe and Barry had. Where, you know, Barry talking about all the stuff he's learned and how Joe's kind of helped, you know, grow this, this, this family of superheroes, really. And, 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 you know, Joe telling Barry that you helped me be, you know, a, a better dad, a better father and things like that. Like, it's a, it's a really good, you know, with all the stuff going on and all the stuff that's jammed into this episode, I think that's the other thing, too, for me. It's like, that was a really good conversation. That was a really good spot. For you know, we know we'll see Joe, more Joe before then the 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 show, but that was a really good way of kind of getting a send off for Joe for the next few episodes. Um, and I feel like you almost kind of lost it because of all the other stuff that was in the episode, right? So this goes goes back to saying that how much we could have you know spread some of this out over two episodes, uh, could it help? Because and I, I think that's mainly because what the the red death part of this felt a little disjointed. It went from building a cosmic treadmill in part one to get back to her, her universe and time um, to then building and ampl- using the grod power to build sentinels. Like it was just, I think that's the part to me that was probably the weakest part of the episodes. Not really, you know, the, the, the slowdown, the, the, the showdown, and and what Barry, what Barry was trying uh, trying to learn about you know believing in the good you know still believing in the good of people and that being like the core of Barry's character, I think that was actually also you know really good and core to the character and kind of showing the maturity of how we got Barry here. I just think the red death part of it kind of was what falls flat. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Right, I think that using Red Death as a vehicle to tell these other more character-driven stories is kind of, one, the legacy of the ECW shows, but two, very fitting for The Flash as we head into something that I think is going to more adequately merge the um, spectacle and the emotional half. Right, and I think that's... With whatever whatever the series is going to be. Right, and I think that's the key, right? This is more... And which is not bad, using... Um, the villains to really kind of set the stage for these characters that we've been around uh, for for so long and and kind of getting that set, right? So, <clears throat> and also kind of going with, where, again, everybody I love everybody sitting there trying to say, oh yeah, Keona, she didn't have powers, and I'm like, okay, um, y'all ain't realizing this bitch talked to plants, and also that she can tell <laughs> that Iris is pregnant, and all these things, like something going on with her so y'all need to figure that shit out right so bringing mark back from whatever the hell that was and everything so yeah and i and i know i'm sorry you know you said this we said this last week nobody no death i know you thought we were going to get at least an episode away i was from chill so blade. mad I, at least an episode away from chill blade and i was like damn we Chris, couldn't even i get cursed on my couch <laughs> I have no choice. I didn't try to curse. It just kind of erupted from my lips. It's like un, 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 unbidden. 
I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, was just I, like, I could have sworn this was it. If we were watching at the same time, you might have had the same reaction. Uh, it would have been great to have a split screen as you were cursing and me laughing. Oh, Default's gonna hate this. <laughs> right? so I, I was like, yo, I hope they go back to save his ass and he's already dead. Like, I hope that like it becomes a worse trap than they thought, but no, they had to let him live. Or I'm concerned you're in Team Flash now. <laughs> God damn it. He even got to go to Joe's for, by, goodbye party. I'm just like, we Joe, no, you could, we're cool doesn't mean come to come come to the goodbye party. Even 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 Mark was like, I don't even feel like I should be here. I know we're just like, no, you don't. You shouldn't belong here. No, it's okay. Hey, you're part of the family. You cold motherfucker. Like <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, yeah. So, I, I do think that we are gonna get the I am Iron Man moment at some point too, uh, just because now everybody, more and more people are knowing that Barry is a Flash, and it just yeah. So that's gonna be if Goldface knows, everybody should know. Exactly. Come on, come on, come on. I feel like that's a good place to be. I also like how the rogues who worked with the evil speedster got spanked. Like, that was one of the things from the comics that I love the Jeff Johns runs. Like, we're the rogues, we rob people, we hurt people, we do what we gotta do. We also don't fuck with speedsters. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a rogue rule. It's like, fuck speedsters. We fucking hate Reverse Flash. We hurt, we hate the Flash. We hate all those super fast assholes. We hate everyone. Mm-hmm. And watching Captain Boomerang hang out with a, a speedster was like a little weird. Right. And I like that they got to come up and it's almost to me, like, Barry gets his powers back and it's a wrap. It's like, okay, cool, we're good here. Right. And we'll leave Gorilla Grodd with his powers and apparently some nascent uh, heroism. I'm not going to ask too many questions there. But yeah, everyone else is just ready to go. And I like the fact that when Iris is in the room with him, I, I was oh, I probably overthinking this episode as like when Iris is in the room with all the, the Pied Piper and Goldface and I honestly forget Jocko's uh, hero name or villain name. Is he Tarpit? No, he's not. But I love that she was. No, he's not Tarpit. He's something else. She's the one giving all the orders to all the men. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was just me, small, just the overthinking it, but like it was like, at first I was like, why are there no female rogues on this team? And then I watched Iris boss them around. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Well, between that and also Keanu being the one saying she's going to, Keanu or whatever the fuck we're calling her, Snow, the one that she's, she's like, well, I'm going to go save Mark and then kind of shamed all the men and being like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. I thought y'all was tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm tough. I'm not tough, tough. <laughs> like it was, it, I like that too. You're right. There was a lot of stuff in there that was like kind of the stuff that they've done, I guess, historically in the flash, but, but maybe it's not more this time. They also erased my, my dude vibe with these uh, tornado discs or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is vibe erasure. Yeah. <laughs> now we can teleport and now we can do all this stuff. We're just going to, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. We're just going to pretend like let's go ahead and do it. Okay. Okay. Total vibration. We got to, yeah. So, but no. It's like, vi- look, this is vibration. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's going to be. It's gonna be interesting seeing how they all wrap this up and and bring this together. Like I said, we got what eight episodes left now. So um, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. Like I said, I um yeah. Let me see. 
Well, I've got some stuff to talk about. If you, if you want to um, scratch some services here, because Greg Berlanti claimed that he paid $10,000 of his own money to pull off Crisis. I did see that. I need everyone to listen to me real quickly. First things first. We don't have to know these things. You can keep some shit to yourself. Second thing, second, if he says he spent 10, he spent 50. More. Yeah, he spent more than that. At least. <laughs> he ain't bitching about, he makes more than 10 hat per, per right. commercial break on one of his many shows. Right. If he, if it hurt enough for him to mention it, <laughs> it was far more than 10. Just right. know, just know that. Right, because I'm like. And thirdly, <laughs> these corporations do not love you. Yeah, do not do that. Never forget that. Yeah. Th- I'd be, uh, listen, I actually like my job, but I'd be damned if I spend $10, <laughs> much less, add some more zeros to that for something my my job should be paying for. If I do, I'm going to spend some fucking, like the only thing I can figure is as a tax, that, uh, okay, you, you got off taxes though. You wrote this off of taxes. Something, I'm not just spending, I don't care if it's my baby or not, I'm not just spending $10,000 of my own money on some shit, so... And that's why you and I aren't creatives. We're just these, just critics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that's what being a creative is, oh, yeah, no. Mm, nope, nope, nope. Um, that's I'd also like to um, drop an I told you so. The Bad Bunny spinoff El Morto from Spider-Man for Sony is unlikely to make its 2024 release date. No. Hmm. No. Hmm. What? Hmm. No. On the heels of them also moving Madam Web and Craven the Hunter. Hmm. No. Hmm. What? Mm. What? I, mm. I, I, what? No, that's. Have you seen the, the Ninja Turtles uh, trailer? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing yet. I am so fucking in. First of all, it's introduced like when it, the, 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 the title card is like brought to you by perpetual teenager Seth Rogen. I was like, <laughs> first of all, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Second of all, when they show you everything and you hear all the voices, and it's very cute, very fun. They're actually teenagers voicing the turtles. Hmm. They're children. You can hear it, and it's it's a bigger shift. It's a bigger change than you thought it would be. Like part of the trailer has them filming them doing ninja tricks with their cell phones. <laughs> like throw the throw the watermelon. I'm gonna slice it with this katana. <laughs> like yeah, I'm very much in on that. Um, I heard this. a lot of good things uh, about uh, Seth Rogen does a lot of Seth Rogen does a lot of things that are actually surprisingly really really good. So. Seth Rogen being involved in it makes me go, okay. Yo, if Seth Rogen's involved, I'm in at this point. Yeah. Seth Rogen is me and you with a large expense account. Isn't he, isn't he, isn't he, isn't he, isn't he on Invincibles? He did Invincible. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, so he's, I think he's, um, he's trying to do live action Invincible. I do not think he's attached to Amazon. Okay. He did Preacher. Oh, wait, no, he, he's, he's the boys. He did the boys? He's the boys? Yeah, I knew it was something, I knew it was something. I knew it was something I couldn't remember what it was. And I was like, it's something that we were like, no, not going to work out. And then it worked out. We're like, I can't believe this worked out. It's, it's the, it's the, boys. when he pulled off preacher, I was like, all yeah. right, well, let's like the boys shouldn't be made. And as, as people were like, this is more disgusting every season. I'm like, I told you it shouldn't be made. Um, but pre- when he pulled off preacher in a fairly, like he gets to play and they punch God in the face. Like I was like, all right, they, pulled it. they did this shit on regular television. Like, maybe they can do whatever they want. I don't know. But yeah, him being involved is a huge plus for me. It's just, yeah, let's just go on and have fun with it. And perpetual teenagers, sure. It's if if you gave the MTR guys a list and a bunch of money, we would have gotten to a similar vibe of a teenage Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. John Cena's rock steady. Like 
the voices are it's A plus voices. I think April O'Neil appears to be a black woman. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Actually, no, he is executive producer on Invincible. There you go. I knew he had he had the rights for the live action. Yeah, I think he has he that too. The cartoon? Yeah, so he he's he's I, he's an executive producer. I know he's on... doing the voice of Alan the Alien on the cartoon. Yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> he's, he literally is like, if I I've always wanted to do this thing. Yo, it really, like, I'm gonna it, make it happen. Yeah, he's executive producer on 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 Invincible, and he literally has become like that. It's so funny because you think early in his career uh, how you know some of the more funny but problematic things, right? He's actually yeah. become really good at some of these things, right? Like that that he's movie he did with um, he's like, how do I fix these? Things? Yeah, that movie he did with uh, Charlie Theron is hilarious. Like like long shot or something I like heard that. Such good, I need to watch it. What's it is. It I think shot. it's called Long Shot. It's great. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I need to see that. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, he's actually yeah, like you said, if Seth Rogen is involved in it, I I'm in. I don't even ask questions. It's just like okay, we're, we're, especially if he's is involved creative. Yeah. Like, yes, if he's acting or whatever, but if I know he's behind the scenes somewhere, I'm like, oh, yeah. He's at least put his foot down on a bunch of shit where he's like, no, we have to have this. Yeah, it's, it's called Long Shot, so I really enjoy that, so. And, uh, yep, so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I think that's one of the things of, like, casting the age-appropriate uh, uh, voices and things like that. It makes sense, you know? Uh, John Berenthal's been uh, confirmed returning to uh, Daredevil as Punisher. Yeah, we kind of saw that coming. I know we were kind of waiting on the official rights and mm-hmm. things like that. Here's the thing I, I do want to say this, because I know I'm not on social media as much. I want to tell folks, um, I, some well, I hope Disney doesn't make it up. How, you guys know Disney was involved in the Netflix shows too, right? Don't tell them that. Like, I, I just, like, I, it was, <sighs> I, they were, it's just one of those things I'm just like, I want to remind people, it's like, it's all going to the same place. Yes, it wasn't just Netflix on their own. That was also, why do you think they're trying to bring some of those folks back over? Like, come on, guys. Like, why so, do you think it's airing on Disney Plus now? Because that's how Netflix works. They license out things to, I don't understand. People are silly. Like, Netflix is a vehicle to give you the thing. They didn't necessarily, silly. Right, there was a silly. whole, there's a whole reason why Netflix, uh, that, that Disney went silly. and put the, the um the age restriction in so they could then go and put this mainly for the the Marvel Netflix show so they could put them the on the things they already paid for and created like right. we just had like, that it's all the same it's all the same it's the same arm it's the same the same Dara State Monopoly it's there it's all there guys <laughs> it's all it's the same thing it's like yeah, oh no, that's just okay. I just, I just had to get that out. I saw that, and I was like, I'm not going to respond to that silliness. But I just want to remind people, it's, it's all been Disney. It, it has been. They, they, if if they've approved it, then they, they know about it, right? Like, they just brought, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I saw that. So that's going to be great to have him back for that. It's going to be interesting. I know that there was also the talks about the. Uh, so those like the Rogue Squadron is not happening with what well, I think that was what it was called for uh Patty Jenkins. So her yeah. show might not happening, mm-hmm. and there was talk about the Kevin Feige thing too. So he might not be doing something either. So we'll see. I know there's all those, never, are, like, those are like I always thought those were kind of like flyers and things that they kind of develop signed developmental well, deals. Well, yeah, and, and I'm not trying to and again because normally if you hear about it for Disney, it's going to happen. I was um, yes, 
I will say this. Are you up on the Mandalorian? No. I'm way okay. behind on everything, but it's fine. I'm super right at what they're, they're setting up. So my, my theory has always been they're setting up a rim, uh, outer rim war. And you watch Rebels, right? Parts of it, yes. I'm so far behind. Oh, never mind. Then. I can't talk to you anymore. I'm just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> I'm, I Let's just say that they've given us enough in the first episode of Mandalorian where I'm, I'm convinced I'm super right. And well, I'm disappointed. I, I think this that. is another one of those things that people used to say, oh, I hope Disney doesn't mess up Star Wars. I'm like, Disney has saved Star Wars so many times. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I think people like really focus on like, you know, that last movie, which eh, mid at best, right? Um, oh, haters. All of you. Eh, like I said, there, there's a lot of things. But here's the thing. I think their strength has always been in realizing that the movies might be where the some of the big bucks are, but the storytelling comes from the comics and what they've been doing on Disney Plus. So there's so much, and, and that's not just their live action, but also their animated. So there's so much richness, richness there. Oh, and then tie in, we, we got to say it too. Also, the, the, the video games. Like, uh, mm-hmm. was it Jedi Survivor? It comes out, was it, is it? Dog, I'm so ready for that oh, yeah, fucking game. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Like, what are we doing? Like, let's go. They're like, we're delaying it a month. I was like, perfect. Hey, <laughs> I, need, I, need the time. I need the time. I need the time. It's fine. Take us. Take as much time as you need. Get it right. Get it right. You know, so like when you add it all together, it's like there's so much there. Like the Star Wars is always going to show up in Mandalorian. Cal Kestis is, and I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> right. I'm like, there's so much they could do here. And like, I, 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 a lot of folks are so focused on the Marvel and DC and things like that. And I'm like, but really the untapped potential has always been Star Wars. And I and that's funny to say when you hear think about how much money the movies have made, but I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. There's so much shit. Like going to YouTube and just watch, and they're they're like a decade old or or even longer. The the uh, the uh, cinematic trailers for like Old Republic. Like there's so much just mm-hmm. oh oh they're so good. And I'm just like, I don't even know what the story is here, but. I want in. So, so Susan's in the middle of, of audiobooking uh, some of those older public novels. Mm-hmm. She says they're fantastic. Yo, it's so, there's, there is a richness here. And now that it's all under the mm-hmm. same umbrella, like people got, you know, again, we've said this before, that people got really upset when they said they weren't going to take uh, all of the extended universe as canon. People got, but they've taken parts of the extended universe as canon. Because they needed to do that to, again, they, they understood what the problem, one of the problems with Star Wars is, is that the best stuff in Star Wars wasn't canon and wasn't under a creative director. Now they've gotten one voice on this stuff? Oh, nigga, it's a problem. <laughs> it's such a problem, you know? So, Huge problem. It, I mean, in a, in a problem in a, in, a, in a good way for us. So, um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very interested in in seeing that, and I, and I do need to catch up on the Mandalorian and everything like that. I I'm so hopelessly behind on all my TV. Um, yeah. So, but I will. But um, yeah, really excited to see there's where there's something going. from the last in the last episode of Rebels. There's something that happens in the first episode of this episode, the season of Mando that is like I sc- Chris, I scream. Yeah, it, there's just so much. So. It's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, all right. Um, speaking of good thing, we have time to wrap this up, so we can actually go and do something we haven't done in a while, which is talk comic books on the character corner. So, 
Again, folks, uh, yeah. Super Tuesday uh, recap. Make sure you guys subscribe so you can get all us talking about all of the uh, rest of the flash for the season. Um, but then head over to the character corner. We are about to revive that and get back to going with that. Uh, and we are talking the first 20, episode, uh, 20 issues of the Josh Williamson run. So Flash Rebirth. So um, make sure you guys subscribe to this Super Tuesday recap, but also the character corner, iTunes, Hitter Radio, and Spotify. And we'll be back soon. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace.